As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version I'm never gon' give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah Cause this is my road you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 SM, your home for community radio. Good morning, good morning, everyone. It's a, um, it, is a, it is a pleasure to kind of get up on the right side of the bed and, and hopefully at least 50% of my right mind to kind of share, share comments with folks and just have the opportunity to uh, produce the, the, the Tom Ficklin Show. We've been doing this since 2015 and the voice you heard to intro the show was Harry and Harry's been with us for several years uh but there's been a long history of other hosts on uh and shows on WNHH 103.5 FM and I, I haven't said this in the last nine months but Arlevia and Mark are with us and but Arlevia and Mark's quite frankly in terms of community radio this this station is uh it's in the top 10 nationwide in terms of community news and the and versatility and pro, program program diversification and the expert of the host, so uh, it, it's been a pleasure to be to be affiliated with WNHH one hundred three point five since twenty fifteen. Today we're going to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but not in terms of seventeen seventy six or or the American so called revolution. Some Thank ways, you. some ways, revolution continues. Um, but livable cities initiatives, you may have heard this term, or you may have seen people with t-shirts with LCI on the back or back of their t-shirt, and you might have seen some of the pop-ups recently, but the livable cities initiative, I, I was in Arlevia, Samuel was with us, the current executive director of, uh, of livable cities initiative, and Mark Wilson as well, but I was thinking Mark and, and, and Arlevia before coming on the show, uh, I, I think Serena was your predecessor, Arlevia. That's correct. And then I th- was it Eric prior to to, uh, to Serena? Yes. And I couldn't recall who prior to Eric Johnson. Do you? Do you? I don't know. I'm not sure, but it was. <laughs> I don't but, know. But it's a it's a recent history, is what I'm trying to trying to suggest. And for the city of New Haven to institute something called the Livable Cities Initiative, one would think that American government and municipal government, you you want to make your city livable separate from having a separate department needed, but I'm trying to give a, an indirect and a direct shout out to, at some point in the last uh, 15, 20, 15 or so years, we recognize that integrating and manifesting and organizing what a livable city should look like, how we can maintain and sustain a livable cities. That, that, this was a major, a major, in my mind, Arlevia and Mark, a, a major structural improvement in terms of city government services. So uh, we're going to talk about the Livable Cities Initiative, or Olivia Samuel is the current executive director. Um, and and Mark, I, Mark, I have to apologize. I I forgot your your uh, your title other than chief cook and bottle washer and protector. But what what might it the be? The bowling team captain. The bowling team captain as well. Family <laughs> manager of neighborhood development. Property manager of neighborhood development. Or leave it. Let's just jump right in. There's so much I want to cover, and I'll say right now that. Hopefully we might be able even to reconvene oh in the fall or the winter, but maybe you know four times a year or so because there's so many various de- so many various departments that you're you're involved with in organizing, stimulating, and and improving. So or leave it, jump right in, and uh, the the ball the, the mic the, the mic is yours. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for having us here, Tom. Um, to discuss the Livable City Initiative and the initiatives that we've actually enacted upon and tried to improve and put out there into the community, <clears throat> excuse me, to let our community members know that we are here for you. Um, part of the things that we do, we're most famously known for, I believe, is our housing code inspections, which um, a lot of people believe that's all we do. But as you'll find out in the next half hour or so that we do a lot of things in addition to housing code inspections, and we try our best to do those things <clears throat> um, very well. Our housing code division does cover housing code inspections for units where if someone calls in about a complaint regarding their living conditions, we go out, we schedule an inspection, 
and an inspector will go out and inspect the unit, the premises, any common areas for any type of health and safety violations. If there are violations, we notify the landlord, we give them a certain time period to go out and remediate those um, violations. Or if they do not, depending upon what they are, we have several different measures of recourse where either we will sometimes make the repair and link the um, landlord to property. We will refer them someone else to do it. We will offer to relocate the tenants if it's like a really, really bad case where it's just not somewhere viable for someone to be living. And in each of those cases, we will end up placing a lien against the property or landlord for them to cover the charges if they don't voluntarily cover them initially. Another form of our inspection is our residential license inspections, which is a proactive program where we require all rental landlords within the city who are renting out a three or more units where they do not occupy a unit to register with our residential licensing program. And under this program, we seek to know where there are rental units within the city. We do go out and do inspections of the units to make sure those units are also decent, safe, and sanitary. And just to make sure everything is as it should be and tenants are being treated correctly and there's nothing illegal going on as far as illegal units, um, illegally sized, Mm -hmm. um, mistreatment of tenants, those sorts of things. And then we have our Section 8 division under Housing Code as well, where we conduct all the inspections for the New Haven Housing Authority under their Section 8 program. And our leader, we're going to mention this several times through, through the show, and Mark, feel free to jump in. For folks to kind of, who's, if they want to get more information, just, uh, I'm, as you know, I became an alder, uh, just celebrated actually my first year th- th- this month, July. Wow, congratulations, and, that was quick. And, it, it was it was quick when you have when you're when you're having fun time flies right absolutely uh, but but it occurs to me and there's been a variety of experiences with being on seven committees and constituent services but communication 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 you can't do enough of it so how how should people find out about LCI or questions they might have is there a general place or a website that they can go to um, there is a New Haven CT, well, www.newhavenct.gov slash LCI is our direct website. Um, we do, which I was going to get to that as well. We have an extensive marketing campaign going on. We do pop-ups in a different community every um, to every other week. We're in a different neighborhood in addition to any community events that other organizations or agencies are holding. We try our best to man those events as well with our Big Burgundy LCI tent and table set up in our staff. We try to have um, staff in each division so we can assist people with questions. We have the um, advertisement on the New Haven Connecticut transit buses, which includes our QR code, which if you scan that code, it also takes you directly to our website as well. Mm-hmm. We, we have a neighborhood specialist under our property services division in each of the dis- 10 districts in the city. And each neighborhood has its own neighborhood specialist who is our direct contact between the city and this constituents in the city. So anything going on within your neighborhood or anything going on within the city, the neighborhood specialist should be the person besides your older person or along with your older person. The neighborhood specialist should be the individual who can communicate what's going on within the city to the neighborhood and what's going on within the neighborhood back to the city or point them in the right direction of anyone they may need for any type of services or assistance. Is there a particular telephone number that they can call, someone can call also, a general number? Our yeah. our direct number is 203-946-7090. And on that, once you call that direct number for LCI, it's a phone tree. So if you listen to the prompt, it will take you to which prompt, which number to press to get directly to which division you're looking for. I'm gonna, I want to quickly give a shout out to the uh, two neighborhood specialists that I've had, had the pleasure of interacting with. Uh, Really, uh, I mean, all your neighborhood specialists, I'm sure, are good and 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 productive. And I'm not, this is not to disparage any of them, but Taylor Monroe and Laura Daniels have been really helpful to me. They've <laughs> been, been very helpful. They're they're new, and they're, but they're but they're committed, and that that sort of commitment to the job and and just brainstorming and being creative is just so refreshing to making an alder's job easier and our residents' job, I think, easier. Um, Mark, let me bring you in just 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 a second. You're on you're on this call. We're going to again. We we talked before the show started to provide backup to our Levy if things get 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 hot for these next forty five minutes. But you're on the call. Why? Well, I I do you know to try to provide as much support as I can to my boss, to our mm-hmm. Olivia, um, and and also to possibly field any questions that you know may pertain to our leasehold program 
And I'm sure Olivia was gonna jump into that as well uh, to okay. kind of list all of the things that LCI does. And she began you know, the conversation with uh, housing code because I think that's what people know us mostly for. But you were able to just touch on just now, Tom, the uh, neighborhood housing, you know, the, the neighborhood specialists, how important they are. They are really our ears to the city. So they play an important role as the liaison between the city and the community. Uh, there are folks in the community that aren't necessarily computer savvy or don't want to really pick up a phone. They want to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. They want to be, have a face to face with someone. And that's where the neighborhood specialist comes in, where, you know, they're in the neighborhood. Folks know them, they see them, they have a, they build rapport with, you know, their neighbors. And so when they may have a problem, I've always said this, and they will reach out to an alder or a neighborhood specialist before they reach out to police or before they reach out to fire. Yes. We generally, they'll talk to a neighborhood specialist, which I think is, uh, is important. And, it, and they are really, uh, the rest of our department kind of works around them. It revolves around them because they're the, our ears and, and our feet on the ground out in the, in the neighborhoods. Excellent. Early, we'll, we'll uh, take the deep dive in terms of maybe a few programs, but kind of list your whole menu. I mean, there's like, what, 10, 15 different, just, um, just r r roll I don't think those we up. have 15 quite yet. Um, we currently have some of our programs are, well, our community pop-ups, which is letting the community know who we are and what we do. Mm -hmm. um, we have our newly initiated uh, security deposit program, which is mm -hmm. just doing a tremendously great job at what it was designed to do. We opened that up in September of 2022, and it's been doing amazing since its inception, whereby we provide up to $5,000 security deposit assistance and, util and or utility deposit assistance to someone looking to move into a new unit within the city of New Haven. Um, uh, we also... Go ahead. Okay, we have our... Our energy assistance repair program, mm -hmm. whereby someone's making energy efficient repairs to their unit, to their house. This is for homeowners. Uh -huh, you got a brochure there. <laughs> and um, they can qualify for a loan to grant, which all of our programs are. Well, the security pods is not a loan to grant, but the homeowner programs are all a loan to grant. It's considered a loan, but after a certain time period, they meet the qualifications each year, a certain percentage is. Um, credited back so they end up paying nothing as long as they follow the programs and the rules and to keep their property as long as they're for the time periods then it ends up being a grant that goes away um, we have our newly uh it's coming soon it's actually done we've been vetting it through the mayor and the different processes and boards and commissions in the city is our new below market registry program hmm. whereby we have a project manager candace benelline who's been working so diligently and so hard and done such a wonderful job of creating this database of affordable units within the city of New Haven and all the units listed on within the registry they are actually at 80 percent or below the um, area median income and, and, and that, you're, you're saying people will be able to access that or become aware of it or yes it's going to be live on our website tremendous um, we also have our leasehold improvement program under Mark, which is a um, program which we provide for small businesses within the city. We provide up to, is it $15,000 now, Mark? 15000 yeah. Up to $15,000 um, in a matching grant to small businesses to, to purchase trade fixtures, equipment, anything that will help the interior of their business. So if they need equipment, they need new painting, new walls, anything that's non-structural to help mm -hmm. their business either open to thrive or just improve, make improvements for a current business that's been in business already. Mm -hmm. We provide that, pro, um, that program is available to them as well. Uh, we provide, what am I leaving out, Mark? Um, uh, okay. to help me out. Uh, what, what? Assistance, we have, <laughs> right. our down, down oh, that's tremendous. Our down payment assistance program, which was initially up to $10,000 grant to people. Now that we received ARPA funding, part of that, one of the, um, programs under the ARPA funding was to increase the down payment assistance program. So whereby the average New Haven resident who qualifies for the program, who's per I'm sorry, they don't have to live in it, but they have to be purchasing within New Haven, mm -hmm. can qualify for up to $25,000 in down payment assistance. And if they happen to work for the city as well, they qualify for up to $27,500 in down payment assistance, which gives a greater, I mean, it's not a huge, huge amount, but it helps with the equity as far as when you're first purchasing a home. Because typically what a lot of people don't know as far as first-time home buyers, when you're buying a house and it's like, oh, you can qualify for FHA, you get a down payment assistance, and it's great because every little bit counts. 
Mm-hmm. But what they don't tell you is where you're putting down only 3% of the cost of the house until you have 20% equity within it, you're paying an additional premium every month for your mortgage and PMI insurance that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the more equity you have going in, the better your chances of not having PMI or shortening the period of time that you're paying PMI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, I think the first participant uh, that we had in the program. <laughs> he topped and, out. Yeah, man. What, 42,000? Because or- our program, our down payment assistance program couples with the other programs with other down payment assistance programs. So you can actually stack them. And she ended up with actually, I think it was $47,000 yeah. down payment assistance purchasing her home. And that makes a tremendous difference going in as far as going in with some equity. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's forgivable. So that 47,000 over, I think. Uh, exactly. There's nothing she's paying back. Yeah. And that's um, why I was excited about, I'm, I'm sorry, Olivia, continue, please. Know that um, our uh, elderly assistance program, we have the elderly repair program with someone elderly, they need something done into their home that they own, mm-hmm. elderly homeowners. We have a program to assist them as well. If they need a new furnace or something, the furnace went out, they need a new furnace or something, the roof is going bad. We like we have that program as well for them, which is also the same thing. It starts out as a loan, but it's they don't make any payments as long as they're living there and it goes away over time. So it's it's free money. It's a grant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, what do we have else? What else? We provide gap financing to developers who are oh. providing affordable housing within the city of New Haven. Um, we provide home funds to you to developers to get deeply affordable units within the city, within developments. Mm-hmm. We partner with our nonprofits um, throughout the city to help them either acquire, build, rehabilitate housing as long as it's for affordable rental units or for affordable home ownership. One of our other programs we do is we actually take some of the city-owned parcels and we develop them by ourselves. Hmm. And we develop these, most the majorities have been developed into two-family homes, but they are sold to one family at a very affordable amount, mm-hmm. much lower than the cost of building it. But they're going in, they're buying a home that they can afford at a mortgage that's based solely upon their income. So the second unit, which is a rental unit, is not counted as the income. So if as they move forward, they have generational wealth, they have equity in this two-family house. But if something goes wrong and their tenant's not paying rent or something goes south, it doesn't affect their ability to pay their mortgage because that rental income was not included as a mechanism for them qualifying for the purchase for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that's um, another program we've been doing dropping around throughout the city and we're hoping we're looking forward to doing our next phase which is going to actually we have several next phases the second phase two of thompson and winchester and newallville and we have three houses on grand avenue in fairhaven that we're also putting out the numbers and getting numbers back for to start redevelopment and development on those excellent yeah we have one on 455 howard and we have one on 306 well as well as well that are going to be online well, 455 Howard is a community partnership. That's okay. not one of our development projects per se, where we're, where we're developing and selling it. It's literally the community group that mm-hmm. we partner with and mm-hmm. we're walking them through it step by step and everything. But they're built, building this beautiful home and they're going to sell it to someone within the community. Yeah, and that's the first of that type where we're literally partner with a community group like that. It's not one of the nonprofits in the community who's been a developer doing, this is a very new thing. And it spun off a group from the, it's the Hill South? Hill South. Hill South the yeah. Hill South um, yeah. CMT group. They have, yeah. they created a group and we, it was a long process, but it's here. And I think that house is almost done. It's like mm-hmm. really close to being done. Mm-hmm. And we do have some other projects coming up in the future that are not as solid as far as, the steps and determination and timelines on them. So those are just coming, it's coming soon. And I, I really appreciate this detail because again, at the top of this show, you you mentioned or leave it and rightfully so that folks might just see you to be code enforcement, but I was really just excited to do this show for people to see the extensive menu and, and the extensive really breathing life into the phrase, what does a livable city mean? So I really, you know, it might seem mundane for you as you, as you were just articulating the, the, the your, your service delivery, but from a consumer standpoint, many people do not know, and I'm still even learning more about about what what you're involved with. So I, I really appreciate your sharing that, and even particularly, you just mentioned how innovative and solution driven you are to move to work with new partners and 
and look at new community groups. So that that's an important message for people to hear that you're you're it's 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 not just Olivia's show or Mark's show, but it's yeah. it's it's every resident in New Haven's show. You can input Absolutely. On, on how you guys uh how you got how, how we how we can operate as a as a true livable city. Uh, Mark, just let me jump to you for a second. Uh, you my 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 mind goes to in in my particular ward the the Whaley Avenue Special Services District, and so there there are. There are businesses that 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 need to know about you. What what do those some businesses need to know about about livable cities? Well, like uh, Olivia touched on our leasehold program. So mm-hmm. if there are new businesses along some of our major corridors or outside of those corridors, we're able to provide um, some matching loans up to fifteen thousand dollars, as she said, to those new businesses or businesses that have been in existence that may want to kind of maybe add some fixtures or do some interior improvements. We're able to help them. Uh, to provide uh, a loan up to $15,000 to those businesses. I don't think that people are really familiar with that particular program um, because we, you know, we, like a lot of our other things, uh, it's just not prominent. As prominent, I should say, is the housing code portion. But we do help small businesses here in the city of New Haven with that program. We have one project manager who hooks it out there. So he is actually walking the, the street. Knocking mm-hmm. on doors, going into businesses, introducing himself, providing them with literature to help them to see that uh, we can give them some assistance monetarily. I think a lot of people are a little taken aback when they first hear free money because there's no such thing as, as free money. And they do have some buy-in, whereas they have to, it's a matching grant, so they have to put some money in. But mm-hmm. 15000 can really carry a business. We've helped uh, over seven businesses over the last couple of years. I think to the tune of about seventy thousand dollars in funding, mm-hmm. so it's it's beneficial. People need to take a look at that, and we're trying to get the word out to as many new businesses, old businesses, small businesses, minority businesses as we can to let them and know to provide some assistance. And that same number that Olivia provided earlier, people can call and then work, work their way down. Yes, that tree yes. will when they get in there. That tree will send them to wherever they need to to, to go, um, and. Before we leave this meeting today, I'll give you my number. And you okay, can please, you, can, you can do it right now, man. 203-946. Should I give them that? No. <laughs> uh, 203-946-6428. Great. Great. 946-6428. They can reach out to me directly for that or for anything, mm-hmm. for that matter, that LCI related. I would be able to help you. Tremendous. You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show and Arlevia Samuel, the Executive Director of Livable Cities Initiative and Mark Wilson uh, is are, are with us and we have about 30 more minutes. So as the spirit moves, moves you, my, my, my major intent and hopefully we'll take away as people listen to the show is just to see so much that you're doing, how people can impact, take take advantage of it, and also help you with uh with, with some of your solutions. Uh you you live because you're a city organization and agency, you live in a, we all live in a political environment. And I've uh, attended a number of the the forums and ward committee meetings, et cetera. And I'm just urging people to kind of just separate from who, be, who becomes our mayor uh, in, in November, just realize that, that there's still, there's, there will be, there's work to do now and there's work to do after November 5th and, or November 7th, whatever that date is. And citizens need to be involved at every level. And when I, the Livable Cities Initiative covers so much. Uh, on, your, on your neighborhood specialist, do you guys have the, your, your current list? I gave the shout out. It occurs to me that just even to mention the names, I, I mentioned Taylor Monroe and, and Laura Daniels. Do you have, I haven't, I'm not sure if I have a current list in front of me. I have a, maybe an um, old list, but I could read. We, we have Taylor Monroe. We have Laura Daniels. Taylor is our, um, Dixwell. No, Taylor's Winchester, I'm sorry. DeAndrea Moore, she, Brown. She is our Dixwell. Tracy Claxton is Webb. I mean, Dwight. I'm sorry. She's mm-hmm. Dwight. I always can mix Dwight and Webb together because they're yes. so closely attached. Yeah, uh, Laura Daniels, she's Beaver Hills. Uh, Raymond Jackson is Westville. Carmen Mendez is Fairhaven. Elijah. Oh, my gosh. McLaurin, he's our downtown specialist. Rosalie Rosario is the Hill specialist. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Maggie Magali Fernandez. She is our East Shore Quinnipiac 
uh, what's the other side? Fox and Quinnipiac, uh, Fox and Boulevard, that entire line going from North Haven line over to the East Haven line. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's all Maggie. Really, she does a great job out there in a very huge, huge area. Um, is, is that all nine of them? There's nine specialists that I get all nine. Yeah, I think you do. Got Raymond, and, and- got Carmen, Taylor, mm-hmm. Elijah, Didi. Maggie, Tracy. Carmen Rodriguez for Carmen over in. Uh, no, that's Carmen. I got Carmen. Carmen Mendez. Okay. Carmen Rodriguez is the older. <laughs> Carmen Rodriguez is the older. Carmen Mendez is she's in the Fair Haven specialist, and all our specialists tend to do a very good job of being out there within the community, being effective, being communicative, attending the community meetings, the CMTs, getting information to the city and back out to the neighborhood, and vice versa. And they're um they're out there. It's a daily thing for them. It's hard because they have very it's one person per district, and the districts are pretty big. Mm-hmm. And we just ask that people are patient. You know, every you know when something happens to you, to you it's personal. It's just about you. It's just me. However, the specialist is one person in a large district with thousands of people within it. So mm-hmm. it's thousands of people's issues that are coming through at the same time period. So it sometimes it takes a more than a few hours or a day or so to get back to everybody to address their issues, but they're on it. Indeed. Uh, or, or leave it. And Mark, this is your first time on this show, but from time to time, I try to take a, a relaxed mode and even attempt to make a, a comment or, or, or a, a surplus comment or even a fr- frivolous comment. But let me get to the point. The thought co- occurred to me that we might, Mark, we might want to do a fundraiser and we can even bet. I'm thinking, Mark, of a one-on-one basketball competition and one person play another person and we could bet on who's going to win. And I have two people in mind to participate <laughs> in this basketball uh, contest. So we could bet on it and the you know, money could go to a, a good, good cause. But I wondered, uh, Olivia, if you and uh, Tracy have ever gone one-on-one before. <laughs> And I wonder who would win. You don't have to answer that question right now, but maybe you guys might want to practice up. You know, we might want to do a, uh, and that, that's kind of inside joke. I'm not going to, people that are listening that might not know of your basketball prowess or of Tracy's basketball prowess, let's just say that lady, these two ladies prior to uh, the Yukon kind of situation, uh, we have two stellar uh, athletes here in New Haven. So I guess like, you know, I guess mention that as a community, maybe one of your pop-ups, you know, where there's a basketball tournament, basketball. <laughs> so I'm just, well, I'm just saying. Does it have to be me and Tracy? We got a few other New Haven uh you, you, we, New Haven formal series on the team. And there here you go. You could, we I'm, got a I'm, few I'm, more I'm, New Haven I'm, ball players I, on the I, team. There, there you go. I guess wanted to kind of plant that seed. I guess wanted to plant the seed. I was talking to the chief talking to the chief uh, police the other day and he mentioned uh, as you know the police and fire kind of have their games against one another yeah and in, in, in the hockey as well but at any rate just, just and, and i mentioned that in terms nobody of, wants to play us oh 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 that seems like a nobody challenge wants to play us. It seems like a challenge mark that seems <laughs> the, like the a other, challenge the other departments don't want no, they don't want no smoke they don't, okay. they don't want else guys i see yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I see. Well, let me let me kind of take up that gauntlet because I've talked uh, a few weeks ago with uh, Maritza on air uh, twice, actually three times. We we've had a chance to talk about the importance of public health. And Monday, Carlos for uh, CSA is going to be on this show. So yeah, so let me kind of see if I can stir up some stir up some competition here. We're here for it. (laughs) Okay, we want all the smoke. We're here for that. That's good. That's right. We absolutely. All engage right. okay well we did you see. not see our uh our trike team our trike race for a united way fundraiser back you, in uh you see mark you see what happens when you have a little idea and, and how people run <laughs> with it that was I a did. big right you find I out. Did. No, we, we we did that we completed we not. rode tricycles i did we oh. rode i rode a tricycle we rode tricycles well, oh, in yes, the race you, you, at the field house yes united way sponsored yes 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 i, I didn't know of all the people that participated so, yeah. and team lci we here for it Okay. Did you guys win? Were you one of the? We, 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 we didn't win. But we, I, I we did win the most fans. <laughs> and, 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 and that's probably the big win. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the biggest one because the of the support and the morale of my team. Right. We have a team here and right. the majority of the team was there, whether they were riding or cheering us on. And earlier, I really sincerely appreciate what you, your your emotional response because in addition to the to the money, the specific services, the the specific team members, creating this sense of this one city that we can have fun and live 
what does a livable city mean? A livable city means having fun, enjoying one another, bringing families together, uh, communing with one another. So I really appreciate your you're going on record. Uh, this this is very helpful. Let me. We have about twenty minutes. So again, as, as things come in, that because time goes quickly and things might cross your mind, and there's not a we don't we don't have a specific order of structure, but we just want to share and commune. Uh, my thought, uh, Arlevia, uh We had the on Dixwell that just in terms of the livable city's role in making New Haven a better place. So what does that mean, just specifically as an example? Talk a little bit about the the Dixwell Avenue, the Monterey acquisition. We don't want to talk about that now. <laughs> but, but, well, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, it, I, since I've raised it and since this is a public, I can clear, I can speak about it, move on to another subject if you like. No, it's, no, it's fine. Okay. Um, and, I, and I want people to understand how contentious political, to get things done and your role, it's, it's a delicate dance that, that you guys are, are performing and it, but it's a, not, not just a frivolous dance, but it's it's a structured intervention in terms of the today and tomorrow for what New Haven will look like. And and that's why this topic is in my mind because continues to resonate about your your significant role in that regard. Well, Dixwell, as we all know, is a very very old and prominent neighborhood, which was always um, a hub, a place, a community for African Americans. And at some point, at one point, I know when I was a kid and we always be on Dixwell, my mother, my aunt's house, and everywhere else. And like everything was on Dixwell. You had a dry cleaners, you had storage, you had a doctor's office, the eye doctor, the dentist. Like there was nothing that the black community needed that was not right there on Dixwell Avenue. And that over the years that dissipated and Dixwell became a forlorn spot where not many people want to go through. It's like, oh, it's just a bad part of town. Oh, it's terrible over this rundown. And, and that's okay. Those things happen. What was most important was to say, okay, it happened, but what do we do now? What steps do we take to bring it back mm -hmm. or make it even better than what it was before? And for us, it's a very delicate balance because I don't feel, I mean, I'm from New Haven. I am New Haven born and bred. And I believe it's not my place to make a singular decision on what occurs in anyone's community or neighborhood, including my own. Everything I believe should involve community input. But at some point, there has to be boundaries because you're never going to make everyone happy. Never, everyone's never going to have the same opinions or ideas on what should occur or what shouldn't occur. So there's always going to be someone upset about how things turn out. And since I came here seven years ago, initially, I was a manager of neighborhood and commercial development. And one of the things that was on my um, agenda was the revitalization of Dixwell. That mm -hmm. has not changed as I have transitioned to the executive director position. There have been some um, a lot of development progress on Dixwell. Um, some have been done starting from, from Broadway going up to Webster Street. There have been several well, up to Lake Place. There have been several mm -hmm. developments completed. And now we have this entire block transformation from Webster to Charles Street, which we're looking forward to with Concord, which we partnered, you know, partnered with mm -hmm. them, assisted them with acquiring all the parcels within the Dixwell Plaza. And they're having a big community event tomorrow to celebrate, to commemorate the plaza mm -hmm. and the fact that they're getting ready to start demolition to begin a tremendous project that's going to totally transform that block right. and is directly across the street from the brand new Q house. Mm -hmm. So these are things that are really critical parts of the black community within New Haven. And here they're coming to finally get a new face and, so, and bringing so many different amenities and activities and things of value to the neighborhood. And then if we go up from Charles street up to the next block, which does contain the, uh, the uh, parcel you just referred to, which we did back in the fall, I did negotiate a purchase to uh, to acquire four parcels on within that block. Unfortunately, that has come to a halt right now because there is a discrepancy over citations that are owed by the current owner to the city. So that mm -hmm. that acquisition right now is on hold. It's not mm -hmm. moving forward until there's a resolution. Mm -hmm. And but if we skip on to the next block um, from Henry Street going up to Orchard, Shelton, Munson, where they all meet. We have 340 Dixwell coming up, a beautiful project that's like just amazing. Like I went inside a few months, it's about two months ago, I went inside because they've already started putting up the structure and everything, the wood is up and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's different. I mean, I've been in tons of new developments going up, but it's my first time going into one 
that's just made out of all wood. Yes, and it's yes. it's beautiful. Yes. And these, it's not just bringing a new development to a lot that's been vacant for 20 years, but it's bringing affordable units, it's bringing jobs, it's bringing a commercial tenant to an area that's been a derelict lot for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And with that, they also acquired the property, 316 Dixwell was incorporated as a part of that, and now they've um, acquired 324 Dixwell, which is going to become a part of that as well. We're currently yes. working on the redevelopment of 306 Dixwell. Mm-hmm. We're working to with some of the uh, owners of a couple of the businesses of that block to try to acquire and make improvements to make this a whole block transformation. Yes, yes. We we own along with the housing authority one through nine Shelton directly across the street from 340 Dixwell. We're actually meeting next week to mm-hmm. discuss a future of what we're going to do with that parcel because it's time to do something there as well. And then if you take take a right and you go up Munson Street, we have Ashman Canal. They've broken ground. They're starting 176 brand new units, 55 affordable, 58 affordable units within their commercial space across the street from them. We're not connected with them, but uh, 201 Munson has their new development coming up. Science Park is working on a new development coming up. So there's like a lot of action going on, and all these movements, and all these movements are around improving not changing anything, not moving anybody out, not gentrification, but bringing in, rebuilding what was there mm-hmm. within the community, with the community members. Because mm-hmm. one thing that's very important to me is keeping the people within the community involved in what's going on and becoming a part of the future of what comes up. Right. I, I would give a plug to the, the Elks Club. We're helping them get their new um, mm-hmm. Their new mm-hmm. shop set up just right across which the street. Which is at 329, 329 Dixwell, which is right next to our lot at 1 through 7, 321 and 325. So mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of transformation occurring within the entire Dixwell corridor, which is going to be, I mean, I would say within the next 40, four, I'd say give us four years, all of these developments should be up and just beautiful and just running in a massive part of the community, the new neighborhoods. That's right. With this, that's right with major community involvement and community ownership within these projects. I really appreciate your kind of enabling people to, 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 to take that vision quest that you just mentioned. It's just not a dream quest. It's, 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 a, it's an actual manifestation. So yeah, I mean, it's so exciting that it's the, yes, as you were talking to Arleva and, and Mark, when you mentioned about the Elks as well, uh, given this current political campaign, rightfully so you have people that are running for mayor that are talking about how they, it, we need to improve ourselves, but I was anxious to do this show that separate from the from from this uh, political campaign, things are happening, and it's just Absolutely. not things. It's 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 significant things. It's substantive. So I just was hoping that folks, I wanted to do the show so people could kind of not necessarily separate uh, political ambitions from from city services delivery, but just see that there, it's multiple things are happening. Uh, in, a, in a positive way, and for people to be aware and, and how we can participate. Uh, absolutely. Gary Hogan is a, uh, our ward co-chair in Ward 28, and really, he's so excited about how things are moving in terms, in terms of the Elks. And even the, uh, the there's an armory meeting on August 2nd, the status of the armory on August 2nd mm-hmm. at Hill House High School for people to come. So, they, But they think of the field house, of, of Hill House, of, of, of Gulf Street Park, uh, of the Friends of Gulf Street Park, and, and as you say, of Concord, and, and the and the library, and the Hill Health Center, and 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 uh, uh, even Leonard Jihad has a space kind of be, be, be behind the the, the school. Correct, on, on, on um, Ashman. On Ashman, and, and my wife actually participates every Tuesday for the village. The ladies of the village kind of give out food on on Tuesdays, and 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 Beulah Land has a food pantry as well. So just just understand, there's so many ways to get involved and make this truly livable city uh for everyone and 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 just continue con- continual improvement we have about you know 15 minutes or so so again as things kind of mm-hmm. cross your mind maybe maybe jump in this and past um this past season we lci hosted our first annual toy drive mm-hmm. where our team we all brought in toys and things and we took them to uh Catherine Brennan, the students at Catherine Brennan school mm-hmm. for christmas we did our first thanksgiving food drive um, which we donated that donated that food. We took it out to the shack, and um, it was out in Westville. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, um, and we did a homeless drive with um, for clothes, winter clothes, hats, coats, gloves, and things for the homeless. And we took those, donated those to the shelter. So we're doing, we're doing our jobs every day. What we're getting paid to do to be a part of the community, to improve our community, the lives of those within our community. But we're also doing our moral due diligence as well. Mm. And we're putting in initiatives where we're personally taking accountability and doing things such as these donations and these drives to donate to the public, to people mm-hmm. who are part of our community who can need a little, who use, can use a little boost. Yes, indeed. 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 So, because, I mean, at the end of the day, each and every one of us is a step or two away from a different scenario. Mm-hmm. And so who am I not to give back to those who are in a position not, that I'm not in? So it's a big thing to me to put those initiatives for us. And I love that my team, every is like everything I pull out they're like they jump on it, like they support it. They're like, yes, that's a great idea. And they're here for it. Well, Lee, so, go, go down your, your, uh, uh, your organizational structure for a minute. Just, just kind of give a shout out. And it might, you might mention 10 names, 15 names, even if you have to mention 30 names, but just so... With my being an alder, I've had a chance to kind of meet people in the, on the inside. Right. And let's see. Let me. Yeah. Let me give you LCI. Well, you have me. I'm the executive mm-hmm. director. My four deputies. I have Catherine Shorter, who's amazing at my administrative um, services deputy. Mm-hmm. Frank Beamore does a tremendous job of property services, the vacant pro- parcels within the city, cleaning up the city, city-owned parcels, privately owned parcels. Him and our maintenance crew. Um, our maintenance crew. We got Gary LaRoche who heads the maintenance team. We got Fred Ferreira, uh, Terrell Smith, uh, Michael Williams. Um, who am I missing? The other Fred Ortiz, uh, mm-hmm. our other Fred. We have our neighborhood specialists, which we've already shouted all the neighborhood specialists out. Mm-hmm. We have Deputy Housing Code Deputy Director Mark Shroud, who's the Housing Code Division. Under him, we have um, two program managers and equal Jones for a section eight, section eight program. Marta is the um, residential licensing program manager. We have administrative assistant. Sean Goodhue is absolutely a godsend. She's amazing. She does everything. She takes the initiative. She helps everyone out. We have Sumali, who's a newer admin who just began. We have Nicole, who's also an admin up front. We have, who's in the back? Who's in the back? Uh, Who's back here? Jamila QB. She's also an admin. She's admin for the Section 8 program. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Evan Tracton, who, who's under property services. Evan is our acquisition disposition coordinator slash, in quotations, our uh, web IT guy. He helps mm-hmm. like he helps out like a lot. We have my amazing Mark Wilson. My I call him my guy Friday because mm-hmm. he helps with everything. There is nothing mm-hmm. I can ask Mark to do that he's not just gung-ho, hands-on, all in. <clears throat> I think he knows as much as if not is more than about every program in LCI's I do. Tremendous. Um, so I got a really great team. We have our team of inspectors. We have Eddie, who's Eddie, Roger, you got Eddie, Rick, Javi. Javi's our senior housing code inspector. Um, Chris, Alyssa, our lone female right now, inspector right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We have, uh, who else? Who am I missing? Ted Joe. Joe, Ted, Ted. Oh my God, Ted's been here forever. Mm-hmm. Ted's not leaving. Ted's been here forever. Um, we have Terrell. We have Warren. Our newest inspector, Roberto, has just joined us recently. Mike Hammett. Um, Frank Alvarado. Yes. Yeah. We have 12 inspectors currently and in in one senior inspector. Then we have our project managers within here. We have Jeff Moreno, who, who has the leasehold improvement program. Candace Benalim, who is our guru doing the below market registry. We have yeah. Arthur Natalino, who does our um, security deposit program. Debbie Golia, she does a tremendous job with the elderly, the e-rapid down payment assistance programs. Mm-hmm. Clarissa Rodriguez, Clarissa, actually, she's a project manager. She works directly with the nonprofits and the developers with the gap financing. Um, Tyree Sullivan, he joined us recently. He's um construction project manager on the administrative yeah. services division. Yes. And yes. John Leahy, he's our marketing project manager who's been doing our marketing, all the marketing you've seen with LCI going on our coordinating our pop-up events and everything. John's directly responsible for that. Um, I, oh, Daryl, Daryl Ford, Daryl's project manager under residence so license program. He handles foreclosure registration, our database, um, different things dealing with the residential licensing program. I think, and I can never forget 
my right hand, my executive assistant, Tasha. She's amazing. Right. Um, and I yeah. think I hit everybody. Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have a few interns too that are wonderful. We and we do. Oh, people. no. I don't know. We have amazing interns. Our mm. interns are like the bomb. Yes. Um, Michaela, she just graduated from Cross. She's on her way to University of New Haven. Go Chargers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an alum there. Um, we have Isaiah. He's going into his senior year at Cross. We have Melissa Smith here from North Carolina. She's up here for the summer intern. And when I tell you my interns are amazing, they are mm, absolutely really are. amazing. Yeah. So we do yeah. have a really, really great team here. Um, we try, I really, I'm really big on the team aspect. You know, I've been an athlete and a coach my whole life. So it's very big. Um, it's very important mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. that everyone's included on in every decision. Everyone has a say. So everyone's voice and opinion or thoughts are valid. I have a suggestion box outside of my office where people, if they can't get to me, they can put a suggestion in the box. Everyone can call me, text me. They walk in my office. My door is always open. And we just try to, you know, keep things on a good, respectful level within and keep people kind of excited about doing the job that we do. And that, that all has to, that stems from Olivia. So I'm going to give her some kudos, little sis. But that is true. I mean, if this, our team is no, you know, we, we thrive off off, you know, what Olivia has provided for us. Yes, yes. We get beat up. We take a lot of shots in the community. I'll say that. Um, and Olivia expects that we all continue to do our job, but mm-hmm. no one supports us more than Olivia. So we know that like a family, we may take some shots, but when we come back home, when we get back here to the shop, into our office, we know that she's got our back, that she's got, and, and she'll she covers for us when, when, when need be. So that I go hard for my team. She sure does. Excellent. And I, that means a lot. That means a lot. And so we all recognize that. And so getting out there, hustling, grinding, doing what we got to do. It's a lot easier when you have somebody like Olivia that will support you and, and go hard for you. So, and I don't expect my team to do anything that I don't do. I'm mm-hmm. an inspector as well. Mm-hmm. I go out, yeah. I do inspections. Mm-hmm. I go out with my specialists. I walk through the neighborhood. Certified as an, as an inspector. But, Everything anybody on my team does, I do as well, because I don't believe you should be supervising or over any position that you cannot do. And -hmm. I think it's important as a part of a team, you should also be a team player, not just the coach or a leader. So I'm all in. I'm 10 toes in with my team. We have five five more minutes, folks. So as things as the spirit kind of kind of moves you with any concerns or questions or just information you want to share with folks, let's just let's just jump right in. Uh, I want to. I should have perhaps Olivia and Mark at posed this question earlier. Uh, you talked about regrettably, but I think we've expanded on the fact that you guys do more than super much more than, than code enforcement, but um, mega landlords that continues to be an issue, an issue in terms of people's conversation. And I'm not asking you to mention any particular names of, the any of the, any of the dominant landlords but what are some of the what have you experienced what are some of the tensions what are some of the what's your your hope hope-filled aspirations in terms of uh landlord tenant relations hopefully are there will at some point become improved landlord tenant relations the thing is the one thing i like to clarify is where and i get it there you have one person or one group owning a large number of units however at the end of the day, one family lives in each unit. And my job here is to ensure that each of those units is safe and sanitary, regardless of who owns it. Mm-hmm. So I have to treat someone, a landlord with one, two, three, four, five units the same way as a landlord with a thousand units. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, my concern is not the overall number of units you have, but each individual unit. Each individual unit needs to be taken care of. So I can't make it a bigger priority on a landlord to make repairs just because they own more units. I need the smaller landlord to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. So I need every landlord to have a decent, safe, and sanitary unit for their tenants. I need every tenant to respect and take care of this landlord's unit mm-hmm. as if you owned it because mm-hmm. you live in it. And when people, I think that's a realization that sometimes lost is always blame the landlord, blame the landlord, but the landlord doesn't live in the unit. So if unit conditions in some times, it is a tenant violation as well. And we sometimes overlook mm. the fact that there mm. are very, some very good landlords who just have a tenant that's not taking care of the unit, but the landlord's taking a hit because they own the property, property ultimately. But then at the same time, if you own a large consortium of units, you should have a staffing structure in place 
to ensure there's a lot of preventive maintenance and things that are ensuring that your units and your property in general, the the shared areas and everything are not in a state of disrepair or not in a state of unsanitation. Like you should be taking better, as good of care as your property as a smaller landlord, but you should have more mechanisms in place to ensure that this is occurring because of the the number of units you own. If you Excellent. own a lot of units, then you should have that staffing in place at every level, property management, administrative maintenance, where you have a specialist for everything going on and not just one, but a number of them to match the number of units that you have to ensure that repairs and things are being done in a timely manner or that the preventive maintenance is being done regularly to prevent those major repairs from happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that is, she says that and, across the board. Uh, and I say this because I feel qualified to make this statement because I have over 20, 20 plus years of experience in every aspect of property management, development, tax credit, section eight, like the whole night. I've done that. That's my background. I've mm-hmm. been there and I've done it very well. Therefore, I do feel qualified to make a statement on how a owners should take care of their properties based upon the number of units that they own. Excellent. 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 We have about 30 seconds and Harry will play the music. Uh, Mark, any closing statements? Darleva, any, any closing comments? We are here for you, LCI. We Excellent. are. Excellent. Excellent. So, Arlevia, we're going to work on this this game. We're going to work on the, the, the competition, a whole series Indeed. of having the, the city departments. Uh, I'm not sure. We didn't even have a dunking contest. I'm not sure Mark can win it, but we'll even know. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for sharing. Thank you for kind of no, communing. Thank you. Uh, thank you again, what's that general number again where people can kind of find out? And- 203-946-7090. And please believe and realize we do more than inspections. It's very important for people to contact us to reach out for security deposits, for rental assistance, for home improvements, all the other programs that we have available. Reach out, look at our webpage, come out to our pop-ups, get the information, do the applications right there in your neighborhood. Just know that we're here for you and we do have a variety of programs available and I'm always open and open to listen to ideas for new programs that we don't have if it's mm, something that mm, we can possibly make happen. Mm, mm, tremendous. Harry, that's a wrap. Ladies, gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Possibly, thank you, Tom. You as well. Possibly see you tomorrow at the, at the Dixville event and we'll, uh, we'll yes. carry on. As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'm going to roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working. Open curtains. Haters swerving because they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never going to give up, give up. Fall down, I just got to get up, get up. Because hey. this is my road. Let's camera action, I'm ready to go. I'm never gonna give up, give up. Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up. Hey.